Yes, people, welcome back to Albert J TV. Match review time. Arsenal one, Norwich nil. But before we get into it, let's hit that intro. Yes, people, welcome back to Albert JTV. Another match review. Arsenal 1, Norwich City 0. The Gunners are off the mark. We just got over the line. People, smash the like button if you haven't already. And subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And also a massive shout out to those people that are recently subscribed. Your support is much appreciated, as I say to people. On the road to 800, 900, 1K, and so on. Um, but people, yeah, Arsenal get three points. Um, as I might have alluded to before, uh, this was actually my first game back at the Emirates since March 2020 last year in the home game against West Ham, which I don't think we should have won personally. But I must admit, despite what's been going on with Arsenal for quite a few re for the for a few recent years, to be honest, and the feeling around the club and about the club, it was actually quite nice to make that journey to the stadium, um, knowing that you're going to watch a game of football because it's been such a such a long time. But uh, let me come to the chat quickly because there's a couple of people in there I can see. Yes. Penzance Beauty, Georgina's in the triggers in the house. G, hope you're doing well. Happy Sunday to you. Um, happy three points. Sentiment FC, of course. I cannot forget my 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 loyal, loyal, loyal subscriber in the chat. Much appreciated. <laughs> uh, you know what, Sentiment FC? I, I don't know if you was at the game yesterday or not, but um people were actually singing that at the ground. I was like, flipping hell. Is this what this has come to? It, it it was done tongue in cheek. Some people I was sitting next to yesterday at the ground were going, "Oh my god, man! This fan base, man! This fan base is just..." But I get even where they was coming from, to be honest with you, because <laughs> when you're sarcastically singing as an Arsenal fan at the stadium yesterday, we are staying up. You think, "Wow, what what have what have times come to at our beloved club, man? It's madness, sentiment FC. Trust me." But Georgina and Sentiment FC, thank you again. People watching, I much appreciate it. I thought I'd do, I was actually going to do the match review um, later tonight, but I thought, you know what? I actually would enjoy sort of the rest of the Sunday or whatever's rest of the weekend. So I thought, you know what? Let me just get it in before the big game Leeds against Liverpool or Liverpool against Leeds, whatever way it's around. I can't remember. But um, that's going to be a good game, man. Um, any game with Leeds is a good game. Yeah, guys, so we get three points. Um, we're right, we're off the mark just about. Um, like I said, first game back at the Emirates. Wow. But yeah, people, um, like I said, if you don't know what to do by now, you should know what to do.
And there you have it once again, people. I, again, will put this on my Spotify and Anchor for the audio listeners. Um, and also, I will put this on my IGTV for my Instagram Arsenal community, as I always do. Um, so let's get straight into it, to be honest, guys. So I was at the ground yesterday. I was on the phone to one of my boys, big up RJ. And um, it suddenly dawned on me, what's the team lineup? And I got RJ to tell me. Um, and I have to be honest, I'm going to get it up on screen now. Um, audio listeners, you won't see this, but I'm going to put the image up of the team that was started the game yesterday against Norwich. I've got to be honest, and I said it um, on a fan cam, big up Lee Judges for allowing me onto his platform. Um, I don't think too many Arsenal fans could grumble in terms of the team lineup that was actually picked. I actually picked nine out of the starting 11 in my original lineup. I think G was pretty close as well. The only two that I didn't see coming was Maitland-Niles in the midfield. Um, but I, I, I understood it in the sense of with Thomas Partey, although he came back into full training and the fitness, um, you still kind of want to be careful of him because obviously since he's come to Arsenal, um, his injury record has been awful, if I'm being quite frank. So the surprise was to see Maitland-Niles in midfield. Um, he has been wanting this opportunity for a very, very long time, Maitland-Niles. Um, I'm personally surprised he's still at the club um, from what I could kind of see last season. And then obviously, I didn't call Ram Aaron Ramsdale in goal either. I thought Leno would start. I have no issue whatsoever with Aaron Ramsdale starting. Um, the back four was exactly what I wanted it to be if we was going to play a back four. I've uh, spoken to many Arsenal fans in recent weeks talking about the fact that there's no flexibility to play the three, which Arteta seems to have ditched completely. Um, my thing is, and I said this um, in a preview for this game, I think it was last week, Wednesday. Um, I think, what did I say now? I've lost quite, kind of gone out of my head. But yeah, um, I said that if you're going to play a flat back four, those are the four that it should be. Um, people were saying to me, Tommy asking, oh, I don't think he's going to play. I said, no, if he if he's fit, if he's ready, the work permit came through, which Chris, Chris Wheatley tweeted during the week last week, then he plays. Simple. We've brought him in to play. And, I, and my big thing was that I want to see less excuses given for Mikel Arteta. Because if players are back in training, they're ready and available to play, then they play whether they're playing against Norwich, Man City, Accrington, Stanley, I don't care. Just play uh, a, a, a regular or, or a more of a consistent starting lineup in terms of your defence. Because that was, although I was on the strikers last season, one of my biggest issues was the fact that there was never any continuity with him picking a regular back four to me, which is crazy because the goalkeeper is going to look at that and think, hold on a minute. I've got a different centre back every week. I've got a different left. I've got a different fullback every week. There's no getting used to patterns of play when the personnel keeps on changing week in, week out. We can't have that happening. So yeah, I was happy with that back four, um, to be honest with you. Um, obviously in the pivot with Sambi Lakonga and Maitland-Niles. What that allowed for me is that it gives the midfield not just more legs, a bit more dynamism and a lot more mobility, um, which we don't have in the middle of the park. 
unfortunately, when Granite Xhaka is actually playing. So I wasn't too dis dis I wasn't too disappointed with the team. I don't think many people would have argued with that. Um, so yeah, we get into it, man. I'll be honest. Um, actually, before I get into, let me get into the chat. There's a few people in there, actually. Um, let me see. Let me keep going. Yes, my Scottish brothers in the house. Colin, bro. That was a hard watch, bro. Far too predictable under Arteta. I'm going to touch on it, mate. I'm going to get through a couple more of these comments. Surprised to see Ramsdale. I was. I was. I'll be honest. Um, But I think it's a call that needed to be made, if I'm being honest. Um, My bro, Instagram family is in the house. Anthony Herbert, how you doing, bro? Hi, I just finished watching the highlights of the Arsenal game and it wasn't It wasn't that great. Yeah, I, I know, mate. I was there. It was... um. So when it's Odegaard, Odegaard wasn't in the game. The best player for us was our new defender from Serie A. I'm going to touch on that. Good points, Anthony, mate. Thank you for your support as always. Colin, Anthony, send him an SC, Georgina. Um, I did it, like I said, I did a fan cam for, for Lee Judges TV um, yesterday, um, which is out. So people go and check it out. I will retweet it on my Twitter and I will do it on my Facebook, which I think I've done already anyway. And you can take it and check it out, people. And like the video, obviously. And like my videos as well. Um, for me, the first 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes, I thought Arsenal were pretty okay, decent. Um, I wouldn't go for, I wouldn't go further than that. Started on the front foot a little bit. Um, a lot of possession, as I would expect, at home to Norwich. Um, like I said, a bit more mobility in the centre of the park with... Um, Lakonga and Ainsley Maitland-Niles, um, Erdegaard obviously in the team. And then to be honest with you, I said that if Arsenal don't score in the first 15, 20 minutes, it's going to give us a huge problem because um, I think sort of the second half of the first half, if that makes sense, um, you could see why Arsenal are not winning football matches. You can see why we're struggling to score, struggling to score goals because we get into the final third and then it breaks down. Or we're not even really getting to that point where we probably might be getting into wide areas. We're getting the ball into the box and there's only Uber there or there's not enough numbers there. Um, but then I, that for me comes from the manager's instructions in terms of when I look at the midfield, who's breaking deep. For me, Erdegaard got on the ball a lot throughout the course of the match, but my issue was... My issue was, I would have liked to Percy see him pick the ball up a bit more further advanced or on the half turn in a more further advanced position because he's obviously technically good on the ball and he likes to see the ball in the half turn and to pop the ball off, you know, one touch, two touch, which is what you're taught as a child because you need to move the ball a bit quicker. Um, that was my issue in the first half where we didn't score the goal in the first 15, 20 minutes. Norwich, for me, grew more into the game after the 25 30-minute period. Um, Max Aarons was a bit of an outball for them at right back. I thought it was a good battle with Saka and him. Um, and the passing went astray and it was sloppy. And when we did get the ball, we didn't keep it for very long. The ball retention wasn't great. And like I said, you saw a team that is not winning football matches and that was reflective towards the latter part of the first half. Um, and there were a couple of occasions where Although, although Team Marpuki didn't really cause us a major threat, they got themselves into some advanced positions, Norwich, um, off, of the, off of the back and, you know, getting a bit of confidence from the fact that Arsenal 
lost their way a little bit in that first half. Um, so I could see from a lot of the social media stuff that the first half as a whole, it wasn't great. Um, but this is what happens when you don't score goals. Pressure amounts. Um, and then we sort of come into the second half. People, pop any questions in um, because I'm not going to do a long live stream. I'm just going to sort of get my points across and then I'll try and filter some questions if you do have any guys in the chat. And like I say, smash the like button as well. But yeah, there was no... Um, the first half for me, I don't know what people would have thought who watched the game. Um, for me, there wasn't too many cohesive patterns of play. I thought having a good look at Tomoyasu, Tariko Tomoyasu, um, I was impressed with what I saw. Um, not just in the first half, what I saw in the 60 minutes that he was on the pitch. Um, I saw someone that was agile, was athletic. He's a lot bigger in the flesh than you think. He's got a physical presence about him, which is going to be an asset um, for Arsenal in that position going, for, going through the season. Um, very impressed. Almost got a goal, actually. Took a really difficult ball that was sort of, I would say, hip height or a bit higher on the volley. Just flew over the bar in the first half. Um, Bamyang had a chance where, for me, he took it too early. I think what I don't know what he was trying to do to be honest, because for me, the only option he would have had when he was going through was that Tim Krull was a little bit off his line. So, for me, the best opportunity to try and take that earlier to try and score that type of goal was to go in over his head, but he didn't really execute it properly. But yeah, the first half was a bit of a it was a bit of a hard watch, I must admit. Um, and I could feel the the, the um, ever-growing frustrations in the crowds with the, with the people I was around. I was opposite the dugout, um, lower tier, like row 11. So um, I had a, quite a good vantage point in terms of um, seeing um, sort of off the ball. And I must say, it's good to see Gabriel back. Really good to see him back. Um, so hopefully him and Ben White can develop more of a partnership. But yeah, sort of coming into the second half, there's a bit more intensity from um, from Arsenal, um, which, to be honest with you, needed to be, um, just to quicken up the the, the, the the speed of play. I I think for me, and I touched on it a little bit earlier in the stream in terms of Erdegaard, I'd have liked to see him a lot more further forward. Um, and the fact that you had Niles and Lokonga in there as well, I would have liked to have seen, but I, I could only put it down to the fact that with Arteta, it's, with the, when I watch Arsenal play, it's very rigid. It's very structured. It's The players look almost nullified because when you're playing a 4-2-3-1, if you're going to play Bamiyang as the main guy, then you've got to get runners around him from deep because... He's not got the all-round game for me to be playing as a as a main sole striker. So if you're going to get him into the team, and Arsenal don't play with two strikers up front, and we haven't done for a long time. Um, that to me would only that would be a bit more beneficial to um Aubameyang because for me to for him to be the linchpin or the pinpoint man to be leading the line in that sort of system, he hasn't got the all-round, although he's a brilliant finisher, he hasn't got the all-round game to bring other players in. He's a finisher. That's the key thing. Um, but yeah, second half, more intensity. I thought Pepe, a lot from where I was sitting, there was a lot of people 
getting really, really frustrated with him. Um, what I would say about Nicolas Pepe's performance yesterday, generally speaking, is that he never hid. He always tried to get on the ball. He always tried to make things happen. When you always try to make things happen and you're a risk adverse as a player, you will lose the ball. You will lose the ball. You'll lose the ball because you're trying to make things happen. And sometimes I think that almost gets lost. And then the first thing that gets hammered at him is 72 million pounds. So he did try. He, he like I said, he never hid. He kept on wanting the ball. And if you look at sort of Arsenal's most dangerous passages of play, he was almost, he was in and around that. Saka didn't have one of his best games, but he kept on going and trying. Um, I, I, at the time when the two substitutions were made, um, I've got to be honest, man, a lot of the Arsenal fans were not happy because at the time, just my opinion, I thought the two guys that were going to, the two guys that came on in Emil Smith Rowe and Thomas Partey, I thought the two subs that were going to be made was Maitland-Niles, who for me again, gives away the ball too much. For a professional footballer of his age, that part of his game has not improved and that's a worry for me personally. I know a lot of people thought he had a good game yesterday. For me, I thought it was a mixed bag, personally, even when he got moved to right back. But the two subs at the time, I thought Maitland-Niles and Erdogan would have been taken off. So when I saw Sambi Lokonga come off and Tomoyasu, I was left scratching my head. But then I thought to myself, there's either two things happening here. Either the decision was made at halftime that those two guys were going to come off, or it was a plan all along to give Lokonga 60 minutes, to give Tomiyasu 60 minutes and we bring them off. That, to me, was the only two logical explanations as to why they got bought off. Because if it wasn't for Tom, if it, for Tomiyasu, if it wasn't for tiredness, then I don't really know why he was taken off. Um, by the way, big up to the Arsenal fans when he came off, when he got subbed and came off um, behind the goal. He got an unbelievable reception and he deserved it. Because I'll tell you something now, if he was to continue his Arsenal career and this season notably the way he started that game yesterday for the 60 minutes we've got a very good player on our hands and he'll be an Arsenal fan's favourite very quickly that's what I will say about him um, but yeah at the time the substitutions I was like whoa um, I thought Lokonga did well again I thought he got the ball ticking hit the diagonals um, not holding on to the ball too long but I thought he did okay again, but I, I at the time I was like, "Whoa, the substitutions." Part A, for me, ESR changed the pattern of the game for me. ESR was more of a driving force um, and was to willing to go beyond, you know, just staying within sort of the center circle parameters. Um, Pepe was always on the ball. Saka came into the game a little bit more in the second half for me, um, and we created much. Obviously, we got the goal. Um, a very good, uh, you know what, at the angle I was at, let me get my image up if I can find it, at the, at the angle that I was at, I didn't realise Tim Krull actually saved it, um, I thought it was a good strike from Pepe and it hit the post, um, but it's actually a good save from Tim Krull when it came back out, now I know, there was, and then obviously Aubameyang gets to go and puts it in, now at the time there was a VAR check, now I actually thought, I actually at the time couldn't understand what the VAR was for, now, the initial thought was it was offside, which wasn't the case. Um, but then I actually thought there was a foul on Pepe when he tried to knock in the rebound. 
Um, but you know, the VAR check was done by Michael Oliver, and who I don't know who the fourth official was, the VAR person was, but um, one nil to the Arsenal, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, who for me again. Um, what I saw yesterday is what I've seen with him with many games where he's not really that influential. But like I said, he had a chance in the first half and he had some chances in the second half along with ESR and, and Saka and Pepe getting into dangerous positions. But we just couldn't get the second goal, Um, which, again, leaves you susceptible to the other team scoring because 1-0 is a dangerous scoreline. Let me come to the chat, man. I need a drink as well. Um. Nothing alcoholic, people. <laughs> Let me go through the chat. I want to leave you guys out. Um, there's a lot of people chat. Jesus Christ. Let me try and keep up. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Anthony, seen and like the video on the Thank you, bruv. Much appreciated. Um, like I said, massive shout out to um, Dan and Lee for letting me on the platform. Um, was the ball dominated or was it surrendered? Um... Sentiment essays, like I said, I thought the first 20 minutes we kept hold of it pretty okay. But where we didn't score in that first 15, 20 minutes, I think impacted on the rest of the first half for me. And the form was much of the same last week before we just managed to score and stave off the attacks. Yeah, I think if Norwich actually had a goal scorer, no disrespect to Timar Puki, I think they might have caused us a lot more problems. Um, and no disrespect to Norwich, I think we'll have a more tougher game against Burnley next week. Better team would have finished us off here. And if we were was better, we would have been wouldn't be so wasteful. It could have been a free-free game. Yeah, it's very true. And the team was me, the team was media, aka less than mediocre, but Lokonga Pepe Temiasu party ESR when they were on. Yeah, they I thought so. Albert, I can give a score of 10, and that's for me as a fans being back at the ground and watching the abysmal game. But keep up the good work, Albert. Anthony, much love, bro. Thank you, man. Appreciate your support. You know what? I, I echo what you're saying, mate. I mean, like I said, I've not been back to um the Emirates. Before my before yesterday, I hadn't been there since the first week of March 2020 when we beat West Ham 1-0. Even Mesut Ozil played that game. With a, he got an assist. Jeez, man. For Lacazette. Um, but yeah, just that feeling being back in the stadium, meeting some of my Twitter family there. Um, shout out Potsy, Trevs and Fergus. Great to meet them because like I said, a lot of these guys, I've only had interaction with them on, on Facebook groups and, and, and Twitter and sometimes Instagram. I still got plenty of more people to meet. I've got like about, you know, you know they have long lost families on ITV. That's what it's like with me and meeting some of you guys. Um, it's it's been amazing, man. It was it was nice to be back in the stadium and to chat to fans and the singing in the concourse areas was brilliant. It was it was it was it was good to be part of that. Um, I, I've missed it and it's been a long time. And I, I you know luckily through a, a contact of mine, I'll be able to see a lot more of the games this season. So um, yeah, bring it on. Um, so what we twenty three minutes in. I can probably do another five, 10 minutes, people. But smash the like button, like, like I said, if you haven't already. And subscribe to the channel. Um, But yeah, we got the goal. Like I said, um, we had a lot of chances to finish that game off and we didn't. And like you guys have mentioned in the chat, if when we come up against better opposition, we need to be more ruthless. And I actually think that's part of the problem last season. We We talked about the lack of creativity. Which of course was an issue. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sort of disagree with people with that. But I think the issue was there were many games where we had chances to score goals and to see teams off, and we didn't do it. And I just don't want a repeat of that this season. Um, Mikel Arteta has got a bit of a dilemma though because, like I said, with the four-two-three-one formation, 
I get why you would play Aubameyang centrally, but he doesn't have the all-round game for me to pull off playing that role. So unless Arteta is somehow going to get him and Lacazette in the team as a two, not, not Aubameyang on the left and Lacazette up top on his own, no. Lacazette would work better in that formation, but he's not got the cutting edge in terms of finish like Aubameyang. Again, dilemmas. Again, us, us as Arsenal fans, we're not the coaches. That's down to Mikel Arteta to find the solutions. Um, but yeah, um, party came on to shore things up. I, you know, I, I can understand why he didn't start, um, which I would have liked to see him start, but I can understand why he didn't. You know, he's come to Arsenal. He's had a lot of injuries, unfortunately, um, and that needs to be managed. Um, so time will tell. So, yeah, guys, what was your thoughts in terms of um, man in the match? Um, for me personally, there were two players for me that kind of stood out for me, and that was obviously Sambi Lukonga again. This guy's got this guy's got some serious potential, man. Um, you know what? It is it's weird because even with this, even with the games I've seen Sambi Lukonga, I look at someone, I think, you know what? This guy's good. This guy's got some potential with, with with someone like Gwendouzi I didn't really I never really got it for me personally that's just my own opinion but with Sambi Lukonga watching him play what I've seen I'm like yeah you know what I, I can see why people would get excited about him um for me man of the match like I said Sambi played well but um for me it's going to be no surprise to you guys I'm going to give it to this young man um I thought when when I've seen when I've watched Premier League football, for example, or even football around Europe, and I watch wing back positions and I watch right back positions, what we've lacked at Arsenal for a number of years is agility, um, positional awareness. He's got good recovery speed. He's obviously got some pace in his legs because he showed some really good recovery speed. Um, like I said, almost scored a goal in that picture image you can see now on screen. Audio listeners, I've got a picture of um, Tomiyasu having a shot at goal. Um, athletic, he, like I said, he looks a lot bigger and in flesh and and and, af and you know a a physical presence. Um, so for me, it was good to see that it wasn't just one side of the pitch that we seem to go down all the time, and that's down Kieran Tierney's side. Um, so we do have a point of attack from both areas of the pitch. It'd be interesting to see how um, Mikel Arteta utilises Maitland-Niles this season because, for me, Mikel Arteta's got decision because if if he wants to continue with, for example, a Maitland-Niles in midfield, he's got to say to himself, you know what, Ainsley gives the ball away a lot. Not because he's trying to make things happen, but he just gives the ball away a lot with silly mistake passes like from A to B or, or, or from B to C. He just, he has that in his game at them now. And I don't think that's ever going to go personally because he's at an age now where he shouldn't be making those mistakes. So Mikel Arteta's got a decision to make whether he persists with him in a midfield sort of system or area, knowing that he's going to give the ball away a lot. That's a lot from, that's going to be on the manager's head. That's not going to be on the player's head because we as Arsenal fans know with Maitland-Niles, what we're getting in terms of his ball retention and his attributes to play in midfield. I just don't think he has it to play it there. I think if you're going to play him, you play him as a right back or you play him as a right wing back. If you're going to play Tomoyasu, Ben White, 
and Gabriel is a free, for example, then make the Nas place as a wing back. I think you probably would get a lot more out of him than you would do in midfield. That's just my own personal opinion. But for me, man in the match was Tariko Tomiyasu. I thought he was excellent. Um, people can talk about the quality of the opposition, but you can only play against who you play against. And, you know, it's not his fault we played Norwich at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, guys, this is going to be a short one for me, like I said, man. So get your comments in, get your questions in, get your questions in if you want, sorry. Um, I'm not going to do much more in terms of the stream because, like I said, I want to enjoy the rest of my Sunday. But um, what we've got next, we've got Burnley away next, which I think is going to be a tougher game. We then have AFC Wimbledon in the, what's it called again now? The Carabao Cup. <laughs> you know what? That cup has been sponsored so many times in the last 15, 20 years. I lose track of what it's called anymore. But we've got AFC Wimbledon. G, my girl, I know you're going to that game. Enjoy yourself. Um, I, I, I was asked, I was I was offered a ticket for that, but I couldn't go because just, just due to um, work commitments. Um, RJ, my boy, I know you're going to that game as well. I don't know if you guys are going to the Wimbledon game or maybe is any season ticket holders in there? You're going to Burnley away. Um, Burnley's going to be tricky, man. Um, but what I do want to see before I wrap up, people, so get your virtual, get your virtual waves and hugs. What I do want to see is, as I mentioned it earlier in the stream, if you're going to play a flat back four, it has to be those four. And not only that, I want to see that. I want to see that back four play against Burnley. I want to see that back four play against Tottenham. I want to see that back four play against Brighton. Get them in a consistent mindset that that is going to be your back four stroke, back five unit with Ramsdale in goal. That is imperative. You've got to get these guys used to each other. None of this switching centre-backs, bringing in Holding, bringing in Mari, bringing in Chambers. Stick with that back four if you're going to play a back four. And if you're going to play a five, if you're going to play, sorry, a five, then you do Tomoyasu, you do Ben White, you do Gabriel, Kirantini wing-back, Ainsley Maitland-Niles on the other side as a wing-back, right wing-back. He has the players at his disposal disposal to play different systems. I'm just not sure whether this manager is the right man to do that. But what I think will happen is he will be given more time. And a lot of Arsenal fans are not going to want to hear that. But I think he will be given the time to try and turn these results around. Because football is very fickle. Um, for example, so if we beat Burnley... And we get a positive result against Tottenham, which I'm going to the Tottenham game, by the way. So I'm happy I've got a ticket for that uh, last week, uh, beginning, of, beginning of September, sorry. Um, so, he, he, you know, I, did, I want the excuses to be put to one side or put in a box. And actually, your players are fit. Nobody's got COVID. Um, you have the chance now to assemble a best eleven that you're going to go through the season as a chunk of the season, sorry, that being your best 11. No more excuses. I wasn't giving him excuses, Mikel Arteta. I'm just saying, generally speaking, there's no more excuses. So what I want to see is a more settled 11, because that's my biggest issue with Mikel Arteta. I don't think he does know his best 11 in the 20-odd months he's been here with the players he's had. I don't think he does. But I saw a question come up. Let me answer that before I log off. Uh, let me go to some chats. 
You guys putting some good stuff, man. Um, yo, yo, good to see you again, man. I'm assuming Arteta wants ESR Saka playing integrated with Oda and with Erdogan in the ten. Um, you know what it is, yo, yo. My my issue is is that when I was watching the game yesterday, for example, you've got the mobility of Maitland-Niles and Lokonga in there, right? But it's almost as if they're told they have to stay in a certain position and you can't deviate away from that plan. So I understand about having plans and systems, but as a footballer, sometimes on the pitch, you've got to take ownership. So I feel they're restricted in what they can do. That's my issue. Um, there are positives to pick out for some players, as mentioned before. What is up with the front? What is up with the front line? <sighs> I, I don't know what they, I, I don't know what they're gonna do because they've obviously Senem Nessie, they've obviously asked Arsenal or Mikel Arteta, whoever Edu was obviously taken the stance, right? They wasn't gonna sell Lacazette and they wasn't gonna sell Eddie and Ketia for whatever reason. Answers on a postcard, please. Tommy Yassi, man of the match. Yeah, defence, Bar Tierney were the only performance for me. Um, Tierney, you know what? I think, I know look, some Arsenal fans are saying, oh, you know what, he's not had a good start to the season. I, I, I know who's had a good start to the season. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Pepe cops a lot of flack though, guys. I must admit, he at the, at the stadium yesterday, they're just, not all of them, some people were just on him, man, constantly. Oh, but it makes you sick, sick that Ronaldo got more goals than our club. It's mad, isn't it? It is mad. Um, and I said it, you know what? When I was watching the game yesterday, guys in the chat and people watching this on YouTube, or when people watch this back on the rerun or obviously the podcast listeners, the way the game was going in the first half, I would have took a one-nil at about 35, 40 minutes because you could see the way the game was going. You could see the way it was going. And it turned out to be only 1-0. Oh, yo, yo, you know what? It depends um, how he plays. If he plays a 4-2-3-1, for me, I know he doesn't want to rush back party, but Partey has to come back in. Um, and I play Lukonga. And I would play... It's tough because if ESR is going to come back in for Burnley then Pepe will come out of the team. But I wouldn't keep him out of the team. I would keep playing Nicolas Pepe, personally. So if, for me, it'd be either Erdegaard or ESR. Um, me, personally, I would bring in ESR. That's my own personal opinion. Hopefully, I'll answer your question, yo-yo, bro. Uh, let me, let me, let me go. drop a couple more comments. I'm going to shoot off people. Much, much appreciate the love, man. Did he look like Erdogan attacked the space enough? Still not convinced by him. He's an interesting one, Erdogan, because you've got a section of the fans that are kind of like happy we got him. I always said, if we're going to bring in Martin Erdogan, I want to see Basuma coming with him. That didn't happen, so I'm over that now. Um, like I said, for me yesterday, he's very neat and tied on the ball. He moves the ball quickish. I like to personally see it a bit more quicker. Um, I like to see him a bit more advanced, but then is that coming from the coach to sit a bit more deep? Um, I don't know, time will tell of um, Erdegaard. Time will tell. Um, I'm not adverse to him being at Arsenal. I think my only issues when we brought him in was the fact that if Arsenal really wanted him from day dot, 
why did it take so long for them to get the deal over the line? Maybe he wasn't even a number one target. Apparently he was. Who knows the truth, people? <laughs> so guys, a couple more comments and then I'm going to wrap up. So guys, get your virtual um, get your virtual waves in like I always say. Uh, audio listeners, do not be alarmed by any music you hear now. A short little intro to subscribe to the channel. <laughs> Yes, people, and there you have it once again. Subscribe to the channel, smash that like button, and share it to your Arsenal community as well about my channel. Um, yeah, let me come back to the chat. Um, guys, I'm gonna wrap up now, but I'm gonna come to a sentiment question, sentiment FC's thing. <laughs> you know what? I, I knew that question was coming. Um I'm gonna say this, right? And I said this, I think I said it on my channel last time. I did say it on my channel last time, sorry. I don't want to hear any Arsenal fan talk about Hudson Edward and how we should have got him. I don't want to hear it. Because all I heard um, from a lot of sections of Arsenal fans is they've got mates that support Celtic, for example, and they don't rate him that much. I've heard people turn around and tell me Alfredo Morelos is better than him. I've heard he's not that good. I've heard every negative connotation as to why Arsenal shouldn't have been in the mix to get this guy. He scores a couple of goals yesterday. Well done. Came off the bench, scored, scored a couple of goals, beat the mighty Spurs. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't, Sentiment FC, I don't want to hear it from any Arsenal fans. I don't want to hear it at any point in the season. I said, uh, what I said was, my words were, I hope Odward goes to Palace and absolutely tears it up because I don't want to hear any rubbish from any Arsenal fans saying we should have got him. Because a lot of people were saying, were turning their noses up at the fact that we shouldn't go for him. So you have it. Yeah, did think so. Agree with your purpose sentiment too. I see one of my, would you drop Uber for Lacquer for the link up? Should have got an S1. You know what? Don't, something FC, you know what? The Edward thing, honestly, man, like big up Kesh, my guy, if he, if he get, if he ever watches the stream, but. We talk about Edward all the time, man, for the, about the last year and a bit or year. Um, yeah, it is what it is, man. Um, yeah, you know, that's a good point, Yo-Yo, actually. Um, it's one thing bringing in players, but it depends how your head coach or manager sets them up. So that's a very good point. Yes, my guy, Trev, man. Trev is in the chat. Trev, you meet, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you and Fergus, finally, man. Your Twitter family in Albert JTV does exist, mate. Love you to peace with Trevor and, and Fergus, man. It's great to see you yesterday. And um, you know what? Through the season, we'll see each other a lot more. Um, hopefully, I should be free Wednesday. I need to double check, mate. Because um, Fergus has asked me to check my availability. So um, I'll get back to him ASAP. But people, that's me done. 39 minutes and 27 seconds in. That's a good live stream for me on the, on the Sunday afternoon. Massive shout out to Trev's, Yo-Yo, Sentiment FC. Georgina Triggs, Colin Marsh, Anthony Herbert. Uh, who else have I missed for coming in and joining me on my live stream? As I say to you people, your time means more than me, more to me than anything. I've always said with the YouTube thing, do I want to make a success of it? Yeah, but, you know, people have their ways as to how they do it. Um, there's many different ways to do it. Um, but you know what? I've got my own niche. I've got my own market. I do it the way I want to do it. Um, 
I'm not too pig-headed to take advice. Um, I'm open to ideas, but you have to follow your lane and be open-minded to collaborations. Um, I've learned a lot in YouTube since June 2020. Um, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting learning curve and learning experience. So, um, guys, big up to you. Thank you once again um, for tuning in. I'll put this on my IGTV, like I said, and my Instagram. And I'll put this on my Spotify and Anchor. That is me, Albert JTV, over and out. Hashtag Arsenal 1, Norwich nil. Arsenal are off the mark. Thank you.